This message comes from NPR sponsor, Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. No matter how people enjoy the outdoors, Sierra Nevada wants to make sure their voice is heard. So make a plan to vote today. Find out more at sierranevada.com. This is World Cafe. I'm Rena Duris. How much fun would it be right now to pile into a car with your best buds and go to a show? Gather in a big crowd and cheer and dance and sing along to some live music to experience that magic that comes from seeing and hearing the connection musicians share on stage. You may agree, it's been a tough few months without live music, but today you can get close to that feeling thanks to Dawes. Over the next hour, you'll hear performances from the first post-lockdown live stream show Dawes played together on a rooftop in Los Angeles over the summer. And I'll be talking to frontman Taylor Goldsmith about their new album, Good Luck With Whatever. Taylor gets into how Dawes is celebrating their connectedness as a band on this album and how they're trying new things. It's almost like you're right there in the room with them. So grab a drink, turn it up, and let's kick it off with Dawes and a live performance of Who do you think you're talking to?
It's World Cafe. You just heard Dawes performing Who Do You Think You're Talking To, a song from the new Dawes album, Good Luck With Whatever. Today, Dawes frontman Taylor Goldsmith is my guest. Welcome back to the World Cafe. Thanks for having me. So that song that uh, we just heard was a lead single for the new album, and it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun there. <laughs> How did you choose that song to announce the new record? Um, it was, it was actually like, um, I do have to give credit. It was really more the band than, than, than me. Like I, for some reason I had it in my head because we've been playing it's a, our song called Still Feel Like a Kid a lot, like at shows. And it was really responded to live. I was like, yeah, we should put that out first. And the rest of the band kind of, um, came to me and were like, honestly, we really feel like who do you think you're talking to just has more of a let's kick things off kind of attitude about it and more of like a rock and roll thing that, that we, that we think might make for a better single. And there's never, there's no voting in Dawes. It's not like, well, I was one vote and they were three. It's like, we, we just keep talking until we're all on the same page. So right, right away when, when, when they, when they all had this kind of like, I guess this instinct, I just like was so excited. I was like, Oh, well then that's what we should do. If you guys feel stronger, that's exciting. So that's, that it was really them. Yeah, I mean, the song really, like, it rocks. It's super fun. You've said that um, the band was sort of venturing into a different kind of sound than what we might be used to from you and what you as a band might be used to yourselves. Could you describe Could you describe what you were aiming for? Yeah, I mean, and, and that song's actually a good example, like, because, you know, you listen to, like, a lot of Dawes, especially, like, early Dawes. There's a lot of swing. There's a lot of slower tempos. There's a lot of playing behind the beat. Um, and, and a song like, who do you think you're talking to? It kind of has this like, you know, born in the USA kind of driving like, bah, 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 which like was very new territory for us. Like Wiley and I, especially as the, you know, rhythm guitar player, bassist are the way we think about a part. My, I typically just want to like strum a chord and let it ring out while everyone else does stuff. And Wiley will play with the kick drum. Whereas with this song, it was like, how do we drive harder than we ever have? And other than what you just said about the way that you and Wiley would play together, was there anything that changed in the way you as a band worked in the studio since making your last album? Um, I think this album kind of taught us to uh, to celebrate the bandness. And I guess what I mean by that is like when you listen to The Stones or The Dead, you really love getting to hear the individual personalities based on the, their instruments. Like a lot of Stones tunes it sounds like a quartet or it sounds like five guys, you know, with that, with Nicky Hopkins on piano or something. And it is very, especially in like the modern day era of studios, it's very tempting to be like, well, I'll put another rhythm guitar. You'll put three more keyboards. You'll do a cool, like a bunch of drum overdubs. And all of a sudden that bandness that I'm talking about is gone. And, um, and that's okay. Some records sound cool that way. But for us, I think when we're at our best, it's when you can hear just the four of us leaning on each other, one guitar, one keyboard, one bass, one drum set. And that's when I feel like we sound like Dawes the most. I'm talking to Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes today on World Cafe. We're going to get into more songs from the new album shortly, but first we're going to hear an older one. You gave us a live version of your song, Crack the Case. It's from Dawes' last album, 2018's Passwords. It's a song that starts with the line, I will do your interview, try to explain what I'm going through, which seems very appropriate while we're doing an interview. Um, and it kind of sounds, at least at the beginning, that you may not like doing interviews. We seem to be doing fine, I think. <laughs> Was there a particular experience that inspired this song? 
Yeah, there was. Um, I actually, for the record, I I do like doing <laughs> interviews a lot. I just and it, and it's in that particular line. It's less about me and it's more about the nature of interpretation and more about the nature of like, you know, feeling painted into a corner and like the, the only way you respond is by saying something a bit that doesn't necessarily represent how you feel. Anyway, the the, the way that song came about, I was doing an interview um, after We're All Gonna Die just came come out. And that album came out, if I'm not mistaken, like September or October of 2016. So like a month before the election. And they're like, so do you, you know, something, something, do you hate Trump? Are you terrified of Trump or blah, blah, blah. And again, this was right at the beginning. He wasn't even president yet. He'd just been elected. And I felt like, man, I would love, I would love to share how I feel about this president, about this, you know, in my opinion, terrifying person. Um, But I don't, I don't want to do it in some like soundbite. I don't want to reduce it to some like answer of like, yeah, I don't like him. Uh, and and just and continue to make this conversation sound black and white or sound sound overly simple. And so sometimes, like, I think that what that song's about is like, how do we take these tweets, these messages that we send, these comment sections, um, and how do we like get away from that and get back to engaging conversations? And I by no means doing a great job of that. It's really hard um, in this day and age, but it makes me sort of close off sometimes when someone wants some, some sensational response to a current event. It's like, I would, I'm not scared of saying how I feel about anything, but I just need it to feel like you're giving me a chance to, to really, you know, walk through that with you. Yeah, it can't just be uh, like, here's one quick thing that then end up, ends up getting like tweeted out and then everybody reacts to whatever yeah. you said. Well, let's dive into the song. Let's hear it. It's Crack the Case from Dawes. I will do your interview Try to explain what I'm going through Give you something to read into In a million different ways A sick version of telephone Starts at the clip of the microphone A game we thought we had all outgrown But still everybody plays Ignoring all of the remedies Believing all of the rumors With their endless database I wanna sit with my enemies And say we should have done this sooner While I look them in the face Maybe that will crack the case Throne. 
punish him for the life he chose But forgive the past he did not It's really hard to hate anyone When you know what they've lived through And once they've given you a taste She said, this is for you to overcome But I will always love you Maybe that will grab the case That was Dawes with Crack the Case. Today, I'm speaking with Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes here on World Cafe. 
And the live stream show that these came from were from the first full band performance you guys had done since the beginning of the pandemic lockdowns back in March. How have you been spending this unexpected time where you're not touring? I, I'm sure like all of us, I didn't really know um, who I was going to be. I didn't know wh what was going to come up. But it ended up being really great because I was able to, I don't know, I was able to pivot in a way that I was, I surprised myself. You know, at first I thought, okay, I guess I'll just try to write songs and, and just do what I know how to do because I've, I've forever all I know how to do is tour and then write. And I did a lot of that, but I also found that like, that's not, that wasn't going to sustain me. And I think, and I mean, I wouldn't wish this on any planet of human beings, but I feel like it has allowed me to, to explore myself and see what else I'm capable of. I ended up scoring a short film, which was really fun. Never done anything like that. And I barely know how to record. So it was, it was a very fast learning experience that was really, um, Satisfying. And then um, also started writing songs for, for others when they needed help and doing like Zoom sessions. And it was really, really nice to, to, to just feel like um, I was experiencing more sides of myself. And then meanwhile, I think I recorded just about enough for a new Dawes record too. So that's cool. Ooh. Well, was, was scoring a film something you've wanted to do? Totally. I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. I, it was, you know, it's 11 minutes. So it was definitely like me dipping my toe in the water. It wasn't like someone handed me a feature. So what did you learn from doing that, from scoring a short film versus, you know, writing a song for yourself or for somebody else? Um, I found that I had a real thrill in helping someone else's emotion come to life. I, you know, I've, I'll play guitar on people's sessions and stuff, but typically that's like a pretty limited uh, spectrum of like what you want, like, okay, you want me to play solo, I'll play solo um, or whatever. But with this, it's like th these two human beings are talking and I'm supposed to highlight that. And I'm supposed to bring that to life in a way that in, in, in someone else sees it, not even the way that I see it. The right, the, 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 the right version of this isn't through my eyes, it's through the director's eyes and watching him respond and, and watching us get closer to how he felt it and how he saw it and how he wanted it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that a lot. I'm speaking with Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes today on World Cafe. You take us to a city in the next song we're going to hear you perform, a place called St. Augustine. In the song, you also mentioned Jacksonville. So am I right to assume that this takes place in St. Augustine, Florida? Yes. The oldest yeah. city in America, it turns out. Oh, wow. I should have put that in a lyric or something. <laughs> I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that until, like, today. So <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up and I was like, wait, I wonder, I want to learn more about St. Augustine. It's like the oldest city in America. So oh, there wow, you go. really cool. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, so I, this song sounds like it's about looking back on what it was like to grow up there. But you grew up in L.A. So mm -hmm. what is the significance of St. Augustine to you? We have family there. And I don't want to, like, make it seem like um, this is just their story because it's not necessarily, although some details definitely are based on their experience. But I think that that ownership of a town, I think all of us have, whether wh wherever we're from. Um, I feel that way about L.A., but, you know, I've, I feel like I've written a lot about L.A. And I'm not I'm I'm sure I'm going to continue to. But. I just like the idea of, um, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time in St. Augustine because we have family there. So whenever there's a show there, we'll tell our agent, like, can you put a day off either after or before so we can see everybody and maybe go fishing, maybe whatever it is. I've, I've gotten to experience it through a, through a lens that I normally don't experience the city. 
and um, watch how, you know, cousins of mine will walk into any restaurant or, or bait shack or whatever. And all of a sudden everyone's saying hi and everyone's, it's got, it's like this, you know, this Florida town that feels like it has this mythology to it, but it's also a small town with, yeah. um, with a very t- like close population in a way that, that is very foreign to me for as someone who lives in LA and I don't see the same person twice ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, 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 there's a romance there for me in that sense, but, but the song is about anybody. The song is about that feeling that I think to varying degrees we've all had of feeling like I'm, I have all these big plans and I'm going to do all these things. And then you're getting to a place where you're, you're needing to accept that that isn't going to happen. Um, and uh, watching your life slip away, or at least aspects of your life slip away. I think it, it, when we're younger, we 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 are our projections into the future. Um, and then as time goes on, and you find where you know the person you're going to marry, you meet the kid you're going to have, you 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 live in the town you're living in. Uh, all of a sudden, you that's you, and there's no more um, potential. It's really just. Uh, uh, owning that fact and sometimes that's that can be beautiful and sometimes that can be there can be regrets you know well let's go to saint augustine right now (laughs) it's saint augustine at night from dawes That's when my girlfriend told me 
Hey, there's a baby on the way And I need to know you're gonna go to bed Well, I never put off till tomorrow The things I should've done today No, I've always waited way longer than that I have never had much say in how I felt I've been guided by my ballroom appetites So if this world belongs to everybody else Just leave me St. Augustine at night The Lord must really love us common folk Cause he made so damn much Now if he'd just point the way to go If he could just start speaking up Our oldest brother left this world For leading one too many lives I guess he settled for none at all The rest of us just grew apart And blamed our husbands and our wives When anyone was asked Why we don't call Life became a series Of birthdays, cars and pets Just anything to look forward to I don't talk about mistakes I don't talk about regrets At this point I'm not sure what good it would do But I'm not asking for anybody's help As I gaze out where the stars dance with the lights If I'm not sure how I feel about myself Oh, I still got St. Augustine at night Oh, I still got St. Augustine at night This is World Cafe. I'm Raina Duras, today joined by Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes. You just heard Dawes performing St. Augustine at Night. It's a song from their new album, Good Luck with Whatever. That one, you know, it has a certain sense of nostalgia to it. But right now I want to look back on your specific life a little bit, because the next song we're going to hear is called Still Feel Like a Kid. Um, so your dad... Lenny Goldsmith spent time as a singer for the band Tower of Power when you were young. So mm-hmm. was there a lot of music in your house growing up? Was it a big musical household? Definitely. Like we, it was from minute one. I mean, he's, he's this, he has a huge personality and he's this amazing singer. And so I don't remember a time when we weren't gathering around the piano singing songs. Um, and then when Griffin w- showed up, it was the same. Um, and so when people have asked me in the past, like, when did you know you were going to be a musician? It's like, that was never a conversation, really. It was just, that's what our family was. So that's what I was. And uh, yeah, he, and, you know, with him, because of his tastes, you know, being that kind of singer, 
uh, being in Tower of Power for a few years, like he, we were raised on like a real strong diet of like Otis Redding, James Brown, Four Tops, Temptations, Motown, Stax, like R&B, Soul, Funk. And and it, it it's it's funny with with him though, especially because um, with with what what he did and what he loved and what he responded to. When I started asking about bands like The Grateful Dead or artists like Bob Dylan, he's like, "No, that's not well, that's not good." <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool, good to know. And uh, and and as I you know got older and um, you know was graduating high school and just had to figure out how to, you know, in some small way rebel against my parents. It's like, no, I actually really love this Bob Dylan stuff. And I really love this Grateful Dead stuff. And the cool thing is, is now like, you know, he, he's, he's seen it through my eyes and he loves it as much as I do. And it's been great. I'm talking to Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes right now on World Cafe. We're going to hear Still Feel Like a Kid in a minute. Uh, in this song, you sing about these adult activities like booking dinner plans and learning what NASDAQ means. Um, and then you say... <laughs> But I still feel like a kid. Yeah. And then you sing about stuff like getting excited when you hear an ice cream truck that makes you feel like a kid. Yeah. And then there's this lyric, I am a singer in a rock and roll band because I still feel like a kid. Do you feel like being a musician in a rock band puts you in this space between being an adult and being a child? Absolutely. Um, and I think that that's a, that's a dynamic that guys in bands have to have to navigate like I, I find like especially like when I got married I think it really put it into focus of like wait who am I what do I do for a living I leave town and like just make jokes with my friends all day and then sing songs about my own feelings and like you know shake my head and play guitar and and scream for three hours and and then I come home when tours off and I just wait around to do it again for a few months like it felt um almost ridiculous in a, in a way, if you look at it in a certain way, if you aren't careful, it can make you feel guilty even, um, where I was starting to wonder, like, am I growing up? Am I like learning how to, to be uh, an adult, a partner, uh, a, a future parent, all these things. At first it, it was, it was a process. At first I was like, I don't know if I want to, um, be 17 the rest of my life or, or take steps towards that. And then, it became clear, like, no, I, sh I am so lucky and so grateful that I get to nurture this one part of being a 17-year-old. Um, and I'm going to do everything I can to protect that. And, um, and the more I leaned into that, whatever that meant, fun, silliness, rock and roll, whatever, the, 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 the better the music feels, the better the show feels, the, the more I... And, and that's what this whole record is. It's kind of a a celebration of that, like, and that song probably captures it best of, of uh, acknowledging that I feel a little like b behind the learning curve of like other people my age potentially, but that um, I'm actually really proud of that. And, um, and I'm going to do what I can to like hold on to that feeling. I mean, you've, you've achieved so much as a musician. You saw it as maybe being, you know, like you weren't growing up completely, but did you feel like other people saw you that way? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, yeah, in some ways, I mean, you know, I, I tend to like, I'm a fairly, I don't know if this comes across in our music or not, but I'm a fairly silly person. I think like I find <laughs> myself like I'll, I'll be whenever it's time to stop making jokes, like I don't get the memo. Um, <laughs> and that's just like who I am and how I, how I act. So sometimes 
I, I sometimes feel like, wow, like everyone's trying to be like adults right now. And I'm really like aggressively pushing against that. And I need to like get my head right. Or I need to lean into that and just be who I am. You know, I never had a real job. Like, so in a certain way, I feel like I'm getting away with something. And in that sense, like, I think anybody would feel sort of like how they felt at 18 of like, oh, oh man, I can't believe that no one's noticing that I don't have to really like do anything other than whatever I want. Honestly, like when I, and, and not to, to um, diverge too much, but I, I actually think that that's part of what we love about the bands that we love. Like sometimes like when I watch a, you know, an old dead show on YouTube or something and, or you just see what fans are talking about when they talk about this band. Sometimes I feel like it's a celebration of that band's freedom. It's the fact that they've been able to um, free themselves from, from whatever it is, responsibilities, adulthood, depression, um, anxieties, and they've been able to do what they want. It, in this case, it happens to be playing electric guitar and singing songs. But what we're, what we're admiring about them might not even necessarily be the music as much as the life it afforded them. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm working on that theory. So I'm not sure that is. <laughs> no, it makes sense. And I mean, there's also a reason there aren't a lot of songs that go into detail about like how to do your taxes. Like yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, we don't necessarily want to feel like that kind of grown up all the time. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's hear Still Feel Like a Kid. It's a fun one. This is Dawes. <laughs> Years ago, 
shit I go three times round revolving doors Makes me still feel like a kid That was Still Feel Like a Kid, a live recording from Dawes. It's a tune from their new album, Good Luck With Whatever. Dawes frontman Taylor Goldsmith is my guest today on World Cafe. You mentioned in that song that you're about to be a married man. You are now a married man. Um, I spoke with your wife, Mandy Moore, a few months back on the show about her latest album, Silver Landings. It was her first new album in 11 years, and she credits watching you play on stage as being a big part of what inspired her to come back to music again. When she told you that she was ready to make music again, what was your reaction? What was going through your head? Um, I was thrilled. I mean, it was just all hands on deck. And and the the energy around her, I mean, you, I'm sure you got this impression, but anybody that, you know, is in her presence is just like, this is such a kind, open-hearted, emotionally uh, wise and emotionally available um, person that 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 so when she like my whole band um all, all, so many friends of ours that make music were like oh if she needs anything like would love to help and not in a i don't know how this sounds but like you know I, we realized like we're in a new era of how to support each other artistically especially the dynamic between men and women and there was no part of us that were like I know how to do this. So I'm just going to go ahead and do this for you. Like, which like, and I, and it's, it's shameful to say, but like maybe five years ago, my reaction would have had a little bit of that energy in it. I don't know. Um, but I do know that, that uh, watching her say like, I'm ready to make music. Um, all of us were like, then you are our captain and like guide us and lead us in whatever ways that we can help you. And um and the and us being able to you know sit down and write these songs and then eventually get into the studio, uh, watching her feel expressed and feel like represented by this material um, was such a joy, uh, especially after her story of like not feeling like she could do that for so long. I'm I'm curious when you're working with another songwriter, whether it's your wife or anyone else, um, who maybe isn't feeling 100% confident or is kind of like getting ready to do this thing, how do you take care of them? It's allowing them to go through the darker feelings. 
and not not dismissing them. I think if I were to like, if if she's feeling down about like, I don't know about this song or I don't know about this, I don't know about me as a songwriter. Like, you know, I think it's very natural impulse, at least for me to say like, no, it's great. You're great. And that is a bit dismissive of that natural process. And I think when I'm, uh, when, when if I'm mindful enough, it, like when I can stop and say like, I hear you, you don't feel like a songwriter right now. Obviously let's just leave it alone. Let's not push. Um, because the reality is like, she is a songwriter. She is a strong person. And so that confidence, it comes in waves like any, like it does for any of us. And, um, and I think by allowing for the, the, the lulls, it, um, then someone can like shift into the highs. And, um, I, yeah, so it's really, it, it, it's weird to say it that way, but yeah, sometimes taking care of that person is just allowing for them to walk through the, the, the darker parts and taking the time that they need to do so. And when it comes to taking care of yourself as a songwriter, how do you keep a balance of your creative energy? Like, how do you make sure that when you're working with somebody else on writing songs for them, that you have enough juice left for your own? Yeah, that's a good question. And I'm navigating, I'm learning right now. I don't know if I'm doing it right or not. Um, my thinking on it right now is to just give it all away. To just throw everything at the wall at all times. If there's a good idea for a song and it would make a good Dawes song, but it would also make a good song for this Zoom ride I'm on or for Mandy or something, and it, that's when it comes out, then then trust that because otherwise it starts to become this like it starts to feel like horse betting where like oh this is a good friend of mine but like I, it'll probably be worth more as a Dawes song or and that's I don't want to get into that thinking and I also don't want to get into the thinking that I'm going to I have a, a finite amount of ideas mm-hmm. so I think the only way and it's scary sometimes but the only way to combat those two ways of thinking is just to give it all away at all times and just trust that other ideas are right around the corner. I'm talking to Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes today on World Cafe. We're going to dive into the back catalog a bit for the last song. If you're an old fan, you might know this one. It's from 2009. It's called When My Time Comes. Taylor, you wrote this song over a decade ago. How has the meaning of this song changed for you? Um, I mean, you know, if I am so grateful to this song and I'm, I'm so, you know, people talk about how when there are some early successful song, what relative to whatever the, the size the band is, they, they come to resent it. They come to hate it. They don't want to sing it anymore. And, um, I just feel so lucky that I still love singing this song every night. And I feel, and I think that's carried by the audience. I think like, when a crowd is singing it with me, um, and when we, you know, we're getting towards the end of the show and this is the moment where I turn the mic around and I do the same thing every show. And it's just such a, it's such a moment. And I feel, uh, that it, it opened up so much for this band. Let's hear it. It's when my time comes from Dawes. <laughs>
like a workhorse, more like a slave. I thought that one quick moment that was noble or brave would be worth the most of my life. So I pointed my fingers and shot a few quotes I knew as if something that's written should be taken as true. But every path that I've taken or conclusion I drew will put truth back under the knife. continues to help Is anyone that's making anything new only break something else
That was When My Time Comes, a live performance from Dawes. That's from their 2009 album, North Hills. Their new album, Good Luck With Whatever, is out now. And today I've been talking to Taylor Goldsmith of Dawes. Taylor, thank you so much for hanging out today. Yeah, this was really fun. Thank you. I'm Marina Durez, back in a moment with more World Cafe.